and this is Spooky Chris, Chris Ringler, uh, the Spooky Chris podcast, and hopefully you found this via my little website, SpookyChris.com, where all my stories and blogs and past podcasts are, but if you found this some other way, then thank you and welcome. Uh, I am an author, two-time filmmaker, uh, occasional artist-ish kind of person, and oddball in general. This is my little short-form podcast. So, my last podcast, I uh, I talked about, uh, you know, so if you really had this kind of drive to write. And I've, I've talked about that before on my blog, and I've talked about this next topic before on my blog as well. But I figured it'd be good just to talk about it, you know, again, so you can kind of hear my thought process. So, you want to be a filmmaker. Now, making movies and making and shooting things and everything is is is, is the same as writing. Um, you can be a writer without being a famous writer. You can be a filmmaker without being a famous filmmaker. You can be successful or terrible at both. The point is to have fun. The point is to use that form and that medium to say something. Um, for me. Um, Stories allow me to say something that I'm not able to say visually or you know, in some kind of a way. Um, and in the same way, uh, a visual medium allows me to say something that I that I couldn't put in words as effectively. Could you do either or? You know, could you swap either one? Absolutely. Um, you know, if you know what you're trying to say, you can you could say anything anyway, and it can be beautiful or horrible or whatever you want, any way you want to say it. Um, it's a matter of what you're trying to say and what the what you believe is the best way for it to be said. That's where it comes down to. Uh, the technology exists. Everything exists, and that's the great thing for you to do it your way right now. Um, let me backtrack. So I got started making movies when I was a kid. Uh, I was 18... Well, gosh, I was maybe no younger than eighteen. I had a friend at the time who had something called a PXL two thousand, and a PXL two thousand was this neat little device. I believe it was Fisher Price had put out, uh, and it was a video camera that shot on v, uh, uh, on cassette tapes. So music used to come on cassette tapes back in the day, and you know, blank tapes and stuff. That's what you'd use to record mu- music and stuff. Uh, this would record on tapes, and I believe they're specialized tapes, but you could record five minutes um, silently. Um, and it was silent. Our movies were always silent, um, but you could stop and start and, and shoot, and we had lots of, lots of stuff involved. And then, you know, my friend would uh, pair music with it, so there must have been a, a jack to, to connect for music. But we didn't, you know, we did silent movies. And he was smart enough to kind of already know how to do some special effects with, like, you know, they say filament wire, but, you know, we used fishing line to make something hover. The first thing we did was call, uh, I'd stayed over the, you know, night, and we shot during, you know, the night when we were teenagers. And we shot a movie called Sam Hain, and now I realize it's pronounced Sawin, but we called it Sam Hain. And it was a silly little movie about, like, a ghost. Um... And black and like the black and white, just me, and some floating stuff that happened, and it was it was great because the PXL added so much 
atmosphere to what we wanted to do. We made scary movies with it. We made a bunch of them. He, uh, you know, we made a bunch, and he made some with his his other friends. And it was great um, because we, you know, we accepted the limitations, and we found ways to make them work for work in our favor. And that's the thing. That's the thing with any art uh, is that you have to find the limitations of it and then make it work for how you need it to work. Um, you know, that that's where you, really you, you create amazing stuff it is not because you're complaining and kicking your feet and, and moaning and groaning because you can't do what you want to do because you don't have this, you know, the greatest camera and the greatest special effects and the greatest sound. No, you find a way to tell the story within the confines that you have. And that makes you become a little more creative, a little more risk-taking. Um, it makes you focus. So instead of, you know, like, oh, yeah, so the spaceship shows up and it blows up four planets with a million people and blah, 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 and you're going to be big, big explosions. No, instead you show people, their faces, screaming, have a flash, um, and then you can do all the rest with sound or however you want because you don't have that money. Uh, that's, that's you know, where writing, I can write a scene like, oh, four planets blew up and blah, 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 and it's so terrible. And, blah. and you visualize it. In filming it, you need to kind of have a way to convey that. You can do it by, you know, spending all the money and doing all the stuff or having the wherewithal and the know-how how to show all of that or you can work around it. But that's what PXL allowed us to do. Uh, and it was fantastic. I, I, I loved that. As, as a creative tool for kids, it was amazing. Um, you know, from there, uh, my folks had gotten a video camera. And it was for the family, but it was essentially for me. And so we started shooting on, on film. And we, you know, once we started shooting on film, I mean, you can just waste film. Uh, even, even now, more so, since it's all in hard drives and stuff, you can just shoot forever. Um, so you have to, you have to be a, a good editor, um, but uh, we'll get to that. But uh, no, so we can you know we're shooting on film, so we could you know we the train wheels are kind of off, but we instead of writing scripts and everything, we just improvised. And instead of making horror movies, we were making these. Uh, we we at the time, my friends and I, my friend and I, were heavily into Martin Scorsese and his crime movies of the, the era. Goodfellas, and then, you know, we loved Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, and so the early stuff. And so we did our riffs on those, and they were obnoxious and meandering and offensive and regrettable and amazing. And we had a blast. And it was amazing, like I say. Um, you know, and, and then once... That you know, we shot one regular movie for a class I was taking, um, and my friend wrote the script and he directed it. I, I quote unquote directed sometimes. It was basically me just taking the camera, and I, I was a very good camera person. But I let my friend take the lead on all this stuff, and I just kind of was the actor. So we did our one little movie um, for my class, and then that was the last movie I made for a long time. And the movie was really fun. I had a script which wasn't great for me because I have a terrible memory. Um, but we had a great time. It was a great, and it still is a great concept. And it, there's a really good movie in there, but it would need to be edited down. 
Um, and it's funny, I have all the raw footage. I've had it for you know, 30 years almost. Um, I, it's just I don't have I don't have the interest necessarily because it's not my movie. Like it's you know it's somebody else's movie and it's, it's so far in the past. I just I don't know that it matters. Um, but it was I mean there was something good there. Like the writing was really good. I was terrible, but the writing was good. Uh, so I didn't get really involved in movies again until um, you know I had I had a friend who her friends made movies and I was in one of theirs it's like a dead guy and I've known filmmakers for all these years I had you know a guy I know adapted a couple stories of mine and I knew some other people in the past that were like oh we want to adapt to this and blah 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 and I never made stuff um, it wasn't until some friends of mine decided they wanted to like we should make a movie together um, and that's when I shot my first movie um, and that was, I mean, shooting it totally, that was mine. That was me shooting a movie for the first time. And I learned Oceans. Um, so I wrote it. I had this, this idea, this plan. Um, I wrote a treatment. And then I kind of created a script. Uh, we actually you know, got people together. We casted it um, with friends, of, you know, family of a friend and some friends of friends. And we got everybody together for a reading. And I, uh, I bought like a... a, a a set, you know, like a, a package on Amazon that was a, a video camera and memory cards and batteries and all these like lights and this and that. I got something called a pistol grip, which you can, which I love, um, which you can screw into the bottom because I don't. Again, I'm I'm more of a per, personally, my style is more of a uh, roving camera. Like I do stills and stuff, but I don't I don't want to use a tripod since that's just not my thing. So I use the the pistol grip kind of thing, and it's it you screw it in the bottom, like I say, and it looks kind of like a pistol thing. But and you can hand held, hold it like that, like an old um, Super 8. But what I do is I hold, put my hand to the strap, put the um, butt of my palm against the pistol grip, and that stabilizes me. And I just I think it's a great way for me. It's a great way to shoot. Um, it really kind of stabilizes the, the shot, and it just it makes me feel good. I missed the old school camera for a long time that weight and feeling like I'm really shooting something I've gotten to, used to this camera now so I feel a little better with it um, and, you know and mine, mine's a Canon it's you know it wasn't super it wasn't cheap in any in, in you know either in price or in you know build um, but it's not a high end camera it, it's just a good mid range does what I needed to do camera um, there's a little filter on it I use all the time that kind of gives it a film look because I just don't want to go through a bunch of processes on programs and stuff. I just I'm, I don't want to look clean, but I'm not trying to to make it look like it was freaking made in the '70s necessarily. I just want to I want to look like a movie. That's that's my thing. So when I shot my movie, I mean the biggest. So the shooting is the, I mean truly the 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 gear is the easiest part. You can shoot with your telephone. Um, you can shoot with a dirt cheap camera. You can shoot with a GoPro. You can shoot with a, a, you know, a camera, you know, red. So like a high-end expensive camera. The, the, the thing is, the gear, I would say, get something affordable and then grow into it. And then outgrow it. And then move from there. Don't go and blow a ton of money on a camera if, you've not, if you're not shooting yet. Just because you don't know, you may, this, this may be a passing fad and you don't want to drop a ton of money on something that you're going to do maybe finish one project and then lose interest 
or not finish any project, and then you have this expensive camera that you just never used. Um, to me, my all, again, all of this is is my experience and my two cents. Coming from a guy who's made a couple short films and a few things, just randomly shot some stuff like commercials for my books and weird stuff. Um, but I have, you know, I have no fame, no glory, no, you know, I am not. On one hand, I am not the guy to listen to, but on the other, I am the guy to listen to because I am in the trenches with you. I am right there. Um, I've been watching movies since I was a kid. I know tons of filmmakers. I know how it's done. It's just a matter of how you want to do it. So my advice is, yeah, if you're going to do this, start with your phone or start something simple and just get kind of start learning how to tell your story. Because um, that's uh, truly that's what this is. Even if it's just like, oh, well, it's it's a guy breaking into a bank. That's still a story. And how you convey it via the visual image, the oral um, uh, picture you, you draw, like all of that plays into how this is, is put together. Um, from there, there's free programs. Audacity is an amazing program. I use it for our podcasting and, and um, sound and stuff, for, uh, for audio stuff. Uh, so that is amazing. Uh, there are free programs. You know, there's free uh, uh Creative Commons music out there where you just have to kind of say, you know, so Joe Smith wrote this song and then you use the song. Or free sound effects. Um, I use, I, I initially had started using the, uh, the oh gosh, I forget the name of it, but like the movies program, whatever, through uh, Microsoft. That was on my old Microsoft computers um, to edit. And it's, it's a WYSIWYG editor. It's very simple, very, very cut and dry. But the depth comes in knowing how to use it, and I loved it, and I was heartbroken that it wasn't in the new program, um, in, you know, Windows 10. But what I found is they have a program called Photos, and in Photos, there is a video editor, and I, you know, the more I work with it, the the better I like it. Um, it's not quite the same as, as the movie program, but, like, I still like it. Again, it's it's very simple. And if you are just getting going, it's perfect. You can add music, you can add sound, um, you can have the audio for your video like dropped or raised. Uh, you can add title cards. It's great. Um, it is simple though, very simple. But there are free programs online as well um, for editing. Uh, so so you can get those programs free or cheap as free. Um, and as you and again, as you grow into your skills and your interests and you're getting more and more into it, you can buy something more heavy duty that gets into the nooks and crannies and like does more you know uh fooling with the color and special effects and bigger you know like nitty gritty stuff that you're gonna start wanting to 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 fool with but I mean editing is truly knowing what your story is. Having the footage to put together, and but just knowing what the story is, because what I found is you can take pieces of scenes and pieces of pieces of scenes and rework them. Um, so when I made my first movie, uh, so we we shot it like we shot most of it at this spot, and just the sound it was it was working out but we were, where we were shooting because it was just what was available it was too close to a highway so there's like like all of that ambient noise so we went to a new location and reshot and I rewrote and cast members came and cast members left and, and that was I mean shucks this was a 
many months, almost year-long journey where I kept, you know, going, I'm done, I'm going to quit, I can't do this, like, this isn't working out. But what kept me doing it is the folks that were there and that had put in the work, they deserved to have their work seen. So I kept shooting, and we had to change location again and change actors, and it was, it was, it's its own tale. Um, but in the end, at the, you know, by the end, we had a film, at least footage. Um, and I had a friend that is a musician, and he came over with a bunch of his musical instruments, and he and I made music, and I still have all stuff. And I bit, you know, parsed that out in bits and pieces and created a, a, a my own score for it. It's this weird little thing. And I tweaked it, and I chopped it, and it was funny. It started at, like, 20-some, 20 25 minutes, and I chopped it and chopped it and chopped it. It's about 21 minutes now. And you hate to lose all that. That's what the fun of, of extra footage and stuff is. But I wanted it to be... I wanted it to tell the story I needed it to tell, and to do that, I needed it to flow in a certain way. I went out and shot B-roll, and B-roll footage is, uh, that footage that is, uh, is kind of like, you know, it's it's, it's not the, the main, so it's not all stars, it's not the, you know, the main director necessarily, it's, 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 it's pickup stuff that you're just, you're getting, so you can kind of flesh things out. And that's what I did. Is I, I shot a bunch of pickup stuff to add to the ending. And when I was done, like I, I love that thing. It's rough. There's issues. There's some sound issues. There's a lot of issues. But I love it. You know. And when I made my second one, I learned had learned, and I knew how. You know what to do. I I shot in places that I could control. You know, like I didn't have to have big special effects or this or that I wrote stories that didn't need big special effects you know when we first were going to shoot this this movie uh, my friends we were going to shoot an anthology and we were going to have we know a guy that is a you know worked worked um, in Hollywood movies um, like you know worked in movies and did special effects and we were going to see if we could say you know put the money we had for this movie towards him doing a special effect and as we were shooting it just became like but we don't need it like I don't, I don't want to go through the process of having him say no, but I also was like, we don't need it. We can do things our way and see what we get. And I love that. Um, and when I did the second one, I did the same kind of thing. Like I created my own special effects. I, I needed a friend to kind of shoot it, and I just I executed them. Um, I used prop stuff that I had at my house. Um, it's kind of just that's what you do is you you adapt. Um, and I love that movie too. Um, I, I I found people who want to act. Who I'm not I'm not getting rich off of this. They're cool. Just they they were gracious enough to lend me their time to be in this movie, and it was great. Um, you know, we had a a blast. And that's the thing is, is if you make this, if you have fun, if you're in it to have fun and make it fun, people will want to work with you. You just can't go in to try to be a tyrant. Don't act like you're trying to make a Hollywood film when you're just trying to make a movie right now. It's going to be as good as the work you put into it and the others put into it. But they're going to take their cue from you. Like, you have to do the the editing and the, the scoring and the writing and all of that stuff. And it's all a lot. Um, you can write with someone. You can have someone co-direct. You can have somebody shoot it for you. You can have someone edit it for you. Whatever. You can hand things off, but you have to have the vision. And that's what kind of comes down to is, is you can have all the tools in the world, you can have all the programs. It's just a matter of putting the time in. And I mean, there's YouTube is full of videos on how to do all of this. Um, 
you know, watch some movies. And there's there's commentaries from filmmakers that will tell you kind of how they did it. There's there's behind the scenes things that tells you how movies are made, but how your movie or your video is made is up to you. Uh, and, and again, maybe you need a storyboard. I never did, but that's just I kind of made it up as I went along. That doesn't mean it was right or wrong. That just means how I did it. I mean, so. If you want to get started, just grab your camera phone, put it on video, and just shoot some stuff, and throw it in an editing program, and just see what you can do. Like, just get to know the gear, get to know the programs, and start figuring out what kind of stories you want to tell. That's what this is all about. And once all of this kind of comes together, everything becomes a lot easier. Because, um, again, there's people that want to act. There's people that want to do music. There's people that want to work on movies. And if you're not a jerk they'll want to work with you because it's fun and it can be fun but if you make this a job and you're not paying them then you're you, you know you're, you're going to not have people wanting to work with you and you're going to have people super angry at you and that's the thing too is if the more serious you get about this and the more you're focusing on this and if you're trying to make money you've got to treat these people like professionals and you've got to pay them and you have to be fair and you've got to be fair up front I hadn't paid anyone because I was just doing this for fun and my intention was I wasn't going in this as a as a filmmaker and trying to, you know, high hat anybody and 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 make money off of their hard work. I was just trying to make something some art and they were into it. So there's a point where when you start doing this enough, you're gonna have to start you know, and, and again you're gonna want like, oh you know, your friend that that is in the movie isn't very good. Well, you if you want someone who's really good, you might have to pay him. You know, that's the thing. You pay for someone's expertise. You pay for their time. And you can't always just pay them in food. Sometimes you got to pay them in money. It's how it works. But I have to say, like, you know, movies drive me crazy, but I love making them. I have fun with it. It's a new it's a new thing to do. It's a new way to tell a story, and I love it. And I love that I am at an age where I can, you know, just don't care, and I'm doing this, and I have the ability to get the, the tools I need to make the kind of movies I want to make. But there's so much you can do with so little. Um, and there's so many apps and programs. I mean, truly, if you can if you can dream it, you can do it. And that's the coolest thing. And that's cool, like, with writing and everything else. That's the coolest thing about all of this. Is that if you can dream it, you can for sure do it. And, my friend, I hope you, uh, you can uh, set those dreams into the world. Because I think... Uh, I'm going to bet you have something to say, and I would be real excited to see what it is. Stay safe. Take care. This is Spooky Chris signing off. You can check all my stuff at SpookyChris.com. Take care. Bye.